One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Kat Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. It's me today, ranking five things on my mind about Star Wars and what do we have here. Today, it is my favorite background characters in A New Hope. I love that term, background characters. It can mean anything in Star Wars. I think Star Wars helped establish that that could mean anything, and specifically a new hope with this being the 42nd anniversary of a new hope uh we have been focusing on it here at force center you got to hear or see watch listen do all of the above with our new hope commentary 
We released it in, uh, as an audio version on Patreon and a video version, which, uh, you know, in turn is an audio version as well on YouTube. We did that because of our Patreon supporters. They made it possible. It was a goal, and it worked. But now, the conversation's continuing. I watched New Hope twice this week. Uh, we did the watch-along, we taped that, put that out, and then I went to a friend's house. My good friend Owen Mugen, producer, uh, produced a great documentary about Saturday Night Live that was seen on NBC a few years ago, and uh, uh, he's a big Star Wars fan, fan of a lot of things, just a fan of watching movies, but his son, who's seven years of age, big Star Wars fan, really diving in, and he invited to... Uh, me, uh, my girlfriend Grace, and some others over to his house to watch it outside on a digital projection screen and to just kind of relive uh, the, the, uh, the, the movie, the hype, our memories, our feelings. It was a lot of fun. He even included the, the old trailer, the classic trailer, the old uh, out there in space. This could be happening right now. It's a tale of adventure. Of romance. Yeah, the great old trailer. Oh, they don't make trailers like they used to. Good and bad, I guess. I don't know. I love trailers now. But it's hilarious watching the old uh, New Hope trailer. Uh, Star Wars, of course. Uh, Obi-Wan and Vader fighting with uh, very different kind of lightsabers. It's great. It is great. The whole experience was great. So publicly, I want to thank my friend Owen for that. But as I was watching New Hope last night, I got thinking about those characters the background characters, the small characters, the one or two lines here and there, and you could really break it down. I mean, we could literally do, uh, you know, extras, our favorite extras in New Hope, our favorite, uh, you know, one-shot characters. Uh, they were in one scene or one shot. But uh, I'm, I'm choosing a list here that kind of cuts out, say, like, Tarkin. Uh, you know, he's not background. He's not second tier. He's Peter Cushing, for Christ's sake. Come on. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, those type of characters. Uh, but we're going, some of them have names now. The, the characters that I, I, I think, uh, you know, when they first appeared in uh, New Hope or Star Wars Episode Four back in 77, I'm not saying they're afterthoughts to the fans, but it was like, hey, yeah, we're focusing on the big three. We're focusing on Vader and Tarkin and, and Chewie and 3PO and R2, the Rebels, the Empire. We're not... Not worried about uh, these other characters, but then out of that emerges a love for these characters, a cult following for these characters. Kenner comes along, and I think Kenner releases figures, and they give them weird, crazy names, and that kind of fosters a love, an appreciation for all these characters in the background. I think unlike any, any movie uh, franchise before, I, I think Star Wars, among a, a lot of the things... That, it, that it's done. A lot of the, the legacy of Star Wars, I think it is really creating this cult-like atmosphere for these characters that are seemingly not important, seemingly in the background, seemingly just second thoughts as they go racing through the story. So here it is, just me today, my top five favorite background characters in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Starting with my number five, Garvin Dave Drace. This is Red Leader. Oh, I love Red Leader. Red Leader is kind of a, that's an important title in Star Wars. If you attain the rank, the call sign, of Red Leader. You have done some some good things. People have noticed your skills. I think Red Leader was always important to the Star Wars story. He was there. He was present. But I think it's one of the characters that the legend has grown and it's become one of my favorite ones. Once the names start rolling out, and by the late 80s, we're getting names to these characters, and that's a theme that will pop back up here throughout the episode. But Red Leader at some point becomes Garvin Drace, not only Garvin Drace, Garvin Dave Drace. In a galaxy of weird, wild names, names that are somewhat silly but seem to work. We're looking at you, Luke Skywalker. There's Dave Drace, the veteran rebel. I remember watching New Hope growing up and not thinking we'd ever get episodes one, two, or three, and not thinking we'd ever really get some, uh, really get some true canon. I didn't even think of that word, but, you know, get the true story. Hell, a Rogue One isn't a great example. Red Leader's there. We didn't even think we'd get that. We didn't, get, get, didn't think we'd get anything about Red Leader. 
he was just this venerable old guy. And I remember watching and thinking, wow, what did he do? Where did he come from? Was he part of the empire? Did he switch sides? Was he always fighting for the good side? How did Red Leader come to be Red Leader? And I was pretty fascinated with the character. Gold Leader, John Dutch Vander, is, is, is just as important in some ways. But Garvin Drave Dace, Drace is interesting because he is he's a, in, in a cast of, let's be honest, uh, a lot of uh, uh, European uh, day players. Like, ah, I just did Doctor Who. I'll slide on over and do uh, do this Star Wars picture. I don't even really know what it is. Um, it's interesting because he comes off as kind of this southern boy. But he's a British actor named Drew Henley. Uh, so it's kind of interesting to me Um that uh, in the movie, he just kind of has a little bit of a southern drawl. Did they tell him to do that? Was that a choice? Turn on your deflector shields. It's there. It's present. It's a little different flavoring in the Star Wars. It's also it's almost as if like, hey, the Imperial officers, uh, the bad guys, the Empire, they'll have the stuffy British accents. Uh, Drew, do you mind giving us like a little bit of a southern twang, southern tinge to your voice. And I just like it because it added some kind of depth to him. It added this uh, this uh, rough and tumble, a whiskey in one hand, uh, X-wing hel- a pilot helmet in the other. Let's go take down the Empire. He does take the first shot on the Death Star. Gold Leader goes in first, tries. It doesn't work. It's up to Red Leader. And you think, hey, if you're just watching this as a, in a real-time situ- situation here, you're not worried about the little farm boy from Tatooine, the kid of destiny. You're just thinking of who's the best out there, and Red Leader might be considered the best. I think there's other great flyers there, but I think he's the one you're looking for. He's your superstar. So the fact that he's taking the shot makes sense, and that it almost goes in. Did it go in? Negative, negative, just impacted on the surface. I, I, I wonder what would be if Red Leader was the hero. What if Red Leader did take down the Death Star? Good old Garvin Dave Drace. Would Luke have still fulfilled his destiny? Now, of course, the point is you needed Luke there. You needed him to trust the Force. You needed him to turn off his targeting computer. That's the lesson there. We get it. That's inside the Star Wars story. But I just love this idea, this alternate universe, where Garvin Dave Drace is the big hero of the Rebellion. Missed it by that much. So all these years, I've had a little bit of an obsession with Red Leader. Good old Dave. And I love the deleted scene. And there's uh, the one that they put it back in for special editions that I do remember seeing along the way. I think you can find it online somewhere. Dave Drace talking to Luke Skywalker about how he remembered his father. Fun. Interesting. Curious. George is like, yeah, we'll take that out. Oh, there's a legend behind Garvin Dave Drace, and that is why he starts off my list, number five, of my most favorite background characters in A New Hope, which means we're going to number four. Number four is, oh man, he's had a lot of different names over the years, but Garadan Ez Zavor, that's right, Long Snoot, Long Snoot. 
a Kuwaz alien who, well, we've got a little bit more to his story now, and definitely we had a lot more in uh, Legends uh, Expanded Universe, but now, thanks to the From a Certain Point of View, we know a little bit about him. Kind of a sad story of a of a, uh, of a of a character forced to work for the Empire. Um, but I think Long Snoot, as we knew him for a long time, was a really, really fascinating character because this was Star Wars, after all. Alien, uh, alien races on faraway lands, and that's all we kind of do. It's what we expect. And here's just this anteater-like character, which is what I actually used to refer to him as as a child. I didn't even call him Long Snoot. I was like, you know, like the anteater guy. Uh, there wasn't an original Kenner figure of him, though the Power of the Force La Two line in the mid-90s did finally give us the Garandan figure that we wanted. I, I love this guy. It's a, it's a very simple design, too, which speaks to the simple genius of A New Hope and how it actually worked. The big goggles, I mean, we're talking comical goggles, and it's a comical snoot that they put together with some big, like, almost welder gloves, a little cape, a little hood, because those are big in Star Wars. And what he was, what was he doing there? And that is where I think New Hope really, really set the tone for this big giant world that we would eventually all crawl into. It's a tiny little part. He's spying on our heroes, working with the Empire. You can't trust him, but yet you're wondering, what was he doing? How did the stormtroopers know to contact him? Is he part of the Empire? Just a brief moment. Brief bit of alien dialogue. You wanted to know more about this character. It's one of those things that me and my friends would do his lines, and I'm not even going to really try to do it now, but... Yeah, that's the line. Perfect. We would be obsessed with that. We loved Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca. We loved all of them. But hey, yeah, the anteater guy. What was he doing there? We'd have more conversations about him than sometimes the main characters. Simple design, crazy design. It shouldn't have worked. I can only imagine on set... You're Gil Young, the old cinematographer. Crusty. Having to deal with this young upstart filmmaker. I'll get the shot. Don't worry about it, kid. You've got an anteater as a character. But it works. It works. Yes, there's a lot of stories, especially in Legends, like I said. And they're wonderful. They're interesting to dive into. Uh, But I... Just love what we have now. Just this little, little bit of taste of a reluctant spy. Long, a long way from home. I, I love the quote. Actually, it's here. It's from, uh, this, uh, from, from a certain point of view story, uh, which is, if you haven't checked it out, Secrets uh, of Long Snoot, check that one out. It's, it's pretty interesting there. It's got a lot to it. Uh, I love the quote. There's a, there's a long quote of a character talking to him. You know, some say you're the greatest spy in Mos Eisley Spaceport. Some say you're wildly wealthy. Some say you're greedy, unprincipled, and dirty, that you do what you do for the pure joy of destroying so many well-laid plans. So tell me, Longsnoot, what are you really? Longsnoot, Garandan answers, I'm very far from home. It's a sad nobility. A little bit of a bittersweet tinge to this character now. It means so much now, but back then, it, like a lot of the characters on my list, created a lot of questions. Just who is Longsnoot? Number three on my list, we're sticking with Tatooine. These are some legends here. I mean, Star Wars, Tatooine, the Moss Eisley 
a spaceport, the cantina. There's just so many there. But it's Dr. Evazin and Panda Baba. When they show up and harass our hero, Luke Skywalker, as I said on the Force Center commentary recently, um, it's so interesting because as a young kid watching Luke... Uh, go into that bar, uh, get get harassed first by uh, the bartender, asking his uh, droids to leave, all this kind of stuff. And then he gets picked on a fight, and Obi-Wan has to cut the arms off of these guys. Uh, It always kind of scared me. I think it kind of kept me out of bars for a while. I still, if I pass a seedy bar, I'm thinking, ooh, got to be careful. Got to, don't tug on the bartender's arm. And, uh, you know, if someone comes up with a death sentence in 12 Systems, Just kindly mind your business. We've talked about it before, how Panda Baba was, uh, for a long, long time, just referred to as Walrus Man. Kenner, not knowing the names. George, not really caring about the names. George created this world, but hey, he's got opinions on a lot of things. And later on, yeah, opinions on some of the names. Conan Antonio Moti uh, eventually gets... um, the name Conan gets added to him uh, as, as an ode to Conan O'Brien, I do believe, as the fable goes. But uh, back then, George, nah, not so much. There's that great article that went around. I think it was a transcript of the conversation between Kasdan, Lucas, everyone around the time of Return of the Jedi about Luke having a green lightsaber. George, and I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but George kind of just saying, eh, you know, make it green. Yeah, but the other one was blue. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing. Doesn't matter. Make it green. You'll get a... Angry Letter in Starlog Magazine, that's all. Uh, the early times before uh, George had to deal with social media. Could you imagine that? Imagine all the tweets George would have gotten. Luke's lightsaber is now green. He had a blue one. I know he lost it, but he should have a blue one. Blue and red are the colors. We've never seen green before. So George didn't really care about the names, which is why Walrus Man and uh, his friend was <laughs> what I knew. Panda Baba gets a character, gets a figure, gets a Kenner figure. Dr. Evazin, Dr. Cornelius Evazin, didn't get one. That's an interesting decision there. I guess it was a lot easier to make Walrus Man with that mold than it was to make Dr. Evazin. But like I said, we knew them as Walrus Man and his friend. The ugly guy saying he's got a death sentence on 12 systems. The legend grew. And talk about legends and expanded universe, their story is wildly expanded, and a lot of that, little elements of that, are definitely factored into their story now. The appearance in Rogue One, especially if you read the Rogue One visual uh, dictionary, Pablo Dago put a lot of little tasty morsels in there, uh, uh, hearkening back uh, to the old legend story, and Dr. Evison being a, a, uh, a doctor of ill repute, whose experiments are... Creepy and evil. Uh, that's still there now, which is kind of cool. And it's been played out even a little bit more in the Dr. Afra line. And I love their appearance in Rogue One. A little nostalgia tug? Yeah, absolutely sure it is. But I just love because it is a vibrant scene. And if you're watching this, even if you're watching it now, you're seven, eight, or nine now, taking in New Hope for the first time, it is like, what are you watching? What are you seeing? Big walrus man sitting there, angry, creepy little monster friend, threatening Luke. It's still got to be scary. 
It's one of the sequences that stuck with me for a while and speaks again to the magic of Lucas's world. He might not have worried about naming Walrus Man. Didn't even name him Walrus Man. Probably just Bar Alien number 17. He didn't worry about that, but he did worry about putting these wonderful, wonderful, wild menagerie of characters all through his movie. It just made sense. We talk about that lived-in world, that building of the world. This is definitely where it is. So years later, we'd get to know them as Panda Baba, and it took me a while to adjust to that. As I've said before in Force Center, I didn't play all the card games and stuff in the late 80s. I didn't have those books that explained it. So I actually was a little bit behind the curve when people started referring to him as Panda Baba. I was like, wait, wait, which one's that's? Oh, that's Walrus Man. Took me a while. And Dr. Cornelius Evison, uh, even around, even later, kind of because, you know, he wasn't as as popular as Panda Baba because I didn't grow up with Walrus Man. So uh, these are the guys who make quite an impression in A New Hope, and they're definitely deserving of their spot on our favorite background characters. Which means we're up to number two, and we're sticking in that bar. I tried taking out. We got a lot of honorable mentions. I tried taking this list out of Tatooine. But as I said, you just, it's hard to. It's hard to. Uh, You got a lot of Imperial officers, and you all know I love my Imperial officer characters. But we're talking about the ones that made an impact. The ones that got you thinking. And I'm sticking with Chalman's Cantina. And, that's right, Wu Hair. Wu Hair, the bartender. Again, another character we didn't know that name till very, very later on. But again, another uh, day player, another actor coming in, popping in, doing this thing with a very memorable face. A nose almost as alien as any other alien in the bartender, in the bar there. Um, his gruff demeanor and interactions with Luke, again, probably terrorized me. Uh, when it came to, uh, and haunted my actions with bartenders later on. I'm, I'm always treating bartenders right because I just don't want them to get gruff with me like Wuhair did with Luke. Again, and from a certain point of view, we have another story. I believe it was Chuck Wendig who wrote the story about uh, Wuhair uh, having a problem with uh, separatist droids, which might be why he hates droids. And some people like that. I like that. Some people don't want it to shy away from the commentary of him just straight out saying we don't serve their kind here. Um, I understand that too as well, but what remains is Wu Hair. One of the, one of the best references in star Wars. It's one of those, I think early, early on, one of the ones you're like, Oh, you know, the bartender in the cantina. Oh yeah. Wu Hair or war, whatever you want to say. I always say Wu Hair. Joseph and I say Wu Hair. And it just kind of works for us, but that's the thing. You can't ask George. She'd just be like, I don't know the bartender. So a legend grew from that character as well. I love, too, uh, that he's dressed, again, Tatooine garb, which is not unlike Jedi garb. Interesting side note, I was reading the Phantom Menace novel, rereading it as I have been, and I was reading the, and this is, again, 1999, rereading the Watto and Qui-Gon interaction the first time they meet, and, and Watto keeps referring to him as a farmer. Uh, I think a good comment on what the Jedi are dressed like. Uh, uh, we've always believed that here in Force Center. Joseph really, really uh, has the, the theory that the Jedi just the Jedi just tro- chose eons ago to dress like the humblest, hardest working people in the galaxy, um, and that makes some sense. So Wuhair's no different. It's definitely a, definitely a Tatooine style that he's got there. 
And I'm always curious, after Luke tugs on his arm, Wu Hair just, uh, who's been so gruff and so mean, just, what? Oh, here's a drink. And just pours him a drink. And that's it. Just another day in paradise. But he has opinions. He has fears. No blasters. No blasters. That was always fascinating to me, too. He's tough. He's gruff. But he's going to duck under the bar. <laughs> the first sign of trouble. Thankfully, some Wu hair figures eventually hit the market. Again, the mid-90s, the power of the Force 2, all that stuff really exploded the idea that these background characters, and it's wonderfully silly, that expanded universe legend stuff, every little character, every little line, every little moment does explode out into a great story, and eventually one of them always ends up with Force powers. But that aside, commentary on the legends aside, I do love that that happened because it makes sense. If you're a writer in the mid-90s working on the ever-growing Star Wars expanded universe, that means you're no different than anyone who watched in the 70s and 80s because you were that uh, part of that group. And you probably had a fascination with the bartender on Tatooine, just like I did. And you wanted to tell his story too. Before we get to number one, some honorable mentions of our favorite background characters. Uh, there's a lot to choose from. I mean, that's part of the power of New Hope. But Uncle Owen and, ba- and Peru, I, I, I found it hard to put it on this list because they're almost, because of their impact, they're almost uh, more than just little background second-tier, third-tier characters to me. They don't have the screen time, of course, but they they, they patch a, pack a punch. They have a lot of impact for what they're uh, doing in the story. General Jan Dodonna. I love Dodonna. The first to say, may the force be with you on screen. That That means something there. And again... It's a kid, and it's not a it's not a far stretch. You can't blame yourself if you're young. You know, Princess Leia because of the opening crawl, because of the title of princess, something where you know, um, just you you associate that with royalty and leadership and everything like that. And, and the opening crawl talks about Princess Leia saving her people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you definitely got the sense that Leia was in charge of the rebellion, but then you know. She lands, and there's some other leaders, and then there's General Jan Dodonna briefing everybody. I was obsessed with that as a kid. Loved that the story obviously goes on, and we learn more about the rankings and uh, Leia's part. And uh, but back then, it was like, you got this. Is is Dodonna in charge? Kind of confused. So I love that character, and uh, we can't mention, uh, can't do this list without mentioning Biggs, Big Stark Letter. I actually rewatched uh, the second time I watched New Hope this week was a despecialized edition, though they did sneak in some specialized special edition shots. Um, but it was the one that had, uh, you know, has the scene with Biggs on Yavin 4 cut out where he and Luke have their little reunion. And all of us agreed that uh, the story, you know, the movie doesn't suffer, but it feels the loss of that scene. We love Biggs. Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained certainly does. And I understand why uh, George didn't want to go ahead and uh, put in uh, the uh, Tashi Station uh, Tatooine deleted scenes of the Big Star Dark Letter, though I'd love to see that in there as well. But I think it's, uh, it packs a punch, man. It's friends reuniting, and it, it, it definitely adds to Biggs' death later on. Biggs is a great character. So's that mustache. Good old Red 3, so he is on our list. But that means we have our number one spot our favorite background character in A New Hope. 
And watching last night, the small group that was watching, we all agreed this character was really, really the first of those kind of background characters that you connected with. And that connection showed up and was very prominent in Empire Strikes Back. Because you're like, oh, if you're, especially if you're watching back in 1980 or the early 80s, and all you have is Starlog magazine. When he shows up again, you're like, oh, hey, it's the guy. It's the guy from the first one who's not one of our main heroes. And I think a Star Wars tradition is born. Those background characters having a big effect, having a cult following, being a character you want to see go on and succeed in their own way, and that is Red 2, Wedge and Tilly's. That's right, Wedge. And yeah, I know New Hope, there's like, you know, fake Wedge and real Wedge and... Even then, Dennis Lawson isn't doing the voice then, but that doesn't matter. The character exists. There's one, Wedge Antilles. And it's an interesting choice. Again, George doesn't know what he's doing in sense of uh, he's not building for a sequel. Maybe it's in his head. Maybe it'd be great. But New Hope, Star Wars, it just was a one-off at the time. You can't deny that. Again, I'm sure George had all the stuff scribbled out, but hey, he might at one point thought he was going to move on to do Apocalypse Now after this. So I always find it interesting that Wedge Antilles survived. And survived in the way he did. Got a malfunction, can't hang with you. Sorry, Luke, flies off. Make, make sense that Biggs dies, but almost every other rebel other than one Y-wing pilot we now know in new canon is Evan Verlaine, every other pilot's gone. What stopped George from killing off Wedge Antilles? Again, it serves a point. Your best friend gets killed. Your other wingman can't hang with you. You're left alone. Then your droid's gone. Then you got to turn off your tracking computer. Yep, it all factors into Luke's story. But what a wonderful idea that I don't think he really planned. George had a lot of his plans written in pencil, as we know. Wedge survives. And then George and his crew think, hey, you know, Wedge survived. Let's pop him into Empire Strikes Back. Let's promote him in Return of the Jedi. He's Red Leader now. That's cool. Always love that. He gets to say, lock S foils into attack position. So from... Look at the size of that thing to the vaunted status of Red 2 taking out the second Death Star with a little little help from Lando. Wedge has become an absolute cult figure and people wanted to read his story. His story continued in a lot of ways and was a big, he had a big part in the expanded universe. And I know a lot of people do want more the Rogue Squadron stuff, all that stuff is great. Uh, he factors into Aftermath, Chuck Wendig's novels, and I think he works nicely as a mentor to the, to the young Snap Wexley and is involved in the Battle of Jakku. He uh, did not appear in 7 and 8 in the stories of Dennis Lawson being grumpy or not wanting to do it. I don't know how accurate all of it is, uh, but he seems to, uh, around the time of seven, some of his comments seem to make you think that, hey, he wasn't too keen on Star Wars. But, hey, I don't think he'll end up at nine. But if somehow, some way they snuck it in there, oh, it'd be amazing. The reason it'd be amazing is we love Wedge. He survived. He got a great shot. He saves Luke Skywalker, by the way. Good shooting, Wedge. Biggs wasn't there. Luke called, well, 
damn it, Biggs, where are you? But it's Wedge that shows up. So Wedge has an important part in the Star Wars story. It's weird that he never really had a figure, another one of those classic Kenner figures. Yeah, you got your X-Wing pilot and you can make that Wedge, but there wasn't a Wedge Antilles, and it was a named character. But the cult of Wedge grew. The church of Wedge grew. And at Wedge's feet, we pray. I'm so glad that character goes on, started a... Uh, uh, helped uh, start and then foster this obsession that we're talking here today of the background characters in A New Hope that become the legends in Star Wars. Every movie, every movie that pops up, it has one of those characters. And we expect it now. We expect it even more. It's almost like a burden with the new Star Wars stories and the new, uh, specifically the movies. Now, George didn't have that in 1977. Maybe a little bit more. I think there, by the time Empire rolls around, just the fact that you bring Wedge back shows you're now aware that the other characters have have some value to it, uh, some name value. So I think it starts to happen like that. But, man, you expect it now. Seven, eight, now nine, Rogue One, Solo. Databank Brawl, the show we do here in Force Center, is fueled by the obsession with these background characters, and you want it. We get excited. Joseph and I and Jennifer, when we see a new, uh, you know, so a new trailer and a new shot of a bunch of characters, we're like, oh, Databank Brawl characters are forthcoming. It's one of the big things we love about Star Wars and something that began with Episode Four: A New Hope. 42 years ago. I hope you had a chance to rewatch the movie. It's of its time, and it's timeless all at the same time. No matter what version you watch, yep, you can watch the special editions. And I love a lot of, again, the big scene and the updated version of some of the X-Wings and Y-Wings flying into battle. There's a lot of things I do like. I don't like the Jabba scene, of course, but it's there. It's part of the story, and that's okay. Because what remains are these background characters we love that help expand the Star Wars universe. That's my list. What's yours? You can reach out using the hashtag Star Wars Ranked on Twitter. Follow us at Force Center Pod. You can follow me at Ken Knapsack. Go to our YouTube channel where you can see our commentary of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope that was made possible by our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash Force Center. Check that out. We have shirts on T Public, And you can go to my website, KenNapsack.com, to find a link to buy my book, Why We Love Star Wars, The Great Moments of Built a galaxy far far away out now by mango publishing and that is it we'll see you next time star wars has been ranked
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.